my wonderful friend, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is uh, Nick Rita, your host today. I'm happy to be with you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is a program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. And where we look at the religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. It's uh, our privilege to welcome you today with uh, Helen from uh, uh, here in the studio in uh, in Adelaide. And Helen is uh, ministering to Birdwood uh, community in the hills of beautiful uh, Adelaide here in South Australia. And it's nice to have you with us, Helen. Thank you, Nick. It's a delight to be here. Thank you. And it's also a, a privilege to have with us, um, I will call him now a, a permanent reporter from uh, Romania, from the border with Ukraine. And um, it's good to have with us also Christy Dorgo. Can you hear us, Christy? Hello. Yeah, nice to hear you again. Hello, everyone. Oh, Christy, it's very good to to have you with us, and thank you for joining, because, yeah, always with the technology, I'm a little bit, uh, you know, tense, thinking that, hey, maybe connection will not work, but I can hear you very well. And um, even before we are um, getting into our um, topic today, uh, Christy, I want to hear from you uh, some of the latest uh, stories and what's going on on the border with Ukraine, I know that uh, you and your team, um, some of them even enter into Ukraine uh, with some help there recently, and I will be very happy to hear about that. Now, on uh, this uh, radio broadcast here in um, Australia, which goes also all around the world, if you are um, uh, going and um, on the internet, you know, and uh, hear us or having our uh, app Faith FM Australia by the way if you don't have that app this is the time to download it and um, connect with us uh, wherever you are um, in the world but uh, for this week we approach this topic of truth in the age of fake news and we are bombarded with this uh, from all corners. You know, even I heard about in uh, in Russia that it's quite a drastic uh, measure there and persecution about those people who may be considered that they sharing uh, fake news. Now, how do you know <laughs> what's fake news and what's truth uh, in some respects? But that's uh, very, very um, uh, difficult these days. Now, we ask a few questions um, like... Uh, what did the New Testament teach about deception? How important is not to be deceived, to be well informed and to get to the right source? And just the other day, David and um, Fabiano uh, talking about uh, do all religions lead to the same end? And they share beautiful uh, testimonies there, uh, how important is to... Um, to be in the right place. But hey, uh, not to keep our um, uh, guest also for too long uh, waiting there from Romania. I know, uh, Christy, there is still cold there. What What's happening there? Winter is still lingering there in Romania because I can see you guys all dressed up. Obviously, our listeners don't see you, but uh, yeah, you. it's still very cold, is it? 
Yeah, it's still cold. It's still winter in Romania. Uh, now it's half past uh, uh, eight a.m. Uh, and during the night, uh, we have minus four, minus five wow. uh, degrees Celsius. And uh, uh, it's not uh, very pleasant to be outside. We provide 24-7 assistance there at the um, border. So uh, during the day, it's not as difficult as it's in the night. Mm. When the wind makes uh, the real feel of the temperature go uh, even uh, more than uh, minus four degrees. Yes, it's cold, uh, but uh, thanks God we uh, we have some uh, options. We can uh, uh, get inside the car and uh, stay there a few minutes and uh, warming up and then going back at the stand and work. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's cold. It's winter. It's windy. Uh, not as not that pleasant, but we have an important work to do there so we are not complaining calendaristically uh, should be spring and uh, having some nice warm weather there and even some flowers coming up i i miss those uh, gioce in romania are they up already Well, yes, uh, uh, but we are still waiting for the sunny days and the warmer days. We are looking forward mm. those days. All right. Uh, yeah, but the flowers are, yeah. Oh. Christy, uh, just yeah. please um, share with us uh, what's happening uh, lately there on the border okay. with Ukraine. Well, uh, I will talk to you about the border in Halmeu. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the uh, border point where we work. And uh, yesterday we had 500 refugees crossing the borders, mm -hmm. 500 Ukrainian refugees. Uh, we are not counting uh, those that have other nationalities that are there working, studying. Uh, and uh, only Ukrainians, we had 500. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are still uh, crossing the border. Uh, but a very interesting fact is that across the border in the villages, the first villages in Ukraine, there are a lot of refugees standing by, mm -hmm. waiting to see what is going to happen. If the situation is getting worse, they are prepared to cross the border to Romania. If not, they want to go back uh, to their homes. And they are still waiting to see uh, what the future will bring to, in their life. Yeah, and what do you hear uh, from them and also from other sources there? Um, what What is the situation right now? I mean, um, even here we watch the news and we hear certain things, but uh, probably you have even more insights from there, from uh, from the border. Uh, well, uh, what we know is that there are some places uh, where you don't want to be right now in Ukraine, heavily bombed and uh, under uh, under assault. Mm. Um, but there are also some places like uh, um, the part that is uh, next to Hungary mm -hmm. and next to the northern part of Romania, which is uh, more quiet. Mm. Uh, they don't have war there. They don't hear the noise of war and uh, they are still trying to live a normal life it, it all depends where the refugees come yes. if they come from uh, Mariupol Kiev Kharkov you are you can listen horror stories mm. like uh, hospitals being bombed uh, newborn kids being 
killed in the in the high heavy fire and families uh, broken uh, a lot of uh, very bad news but if you hear um, stories from people coming from um, quiet place they're just wanting to go just in case something bad happens yes. uh, but there are a lot of bad story and sad stories uh, even people telling you that they have traveled i met one night uh, a family mother father and three kids the father was allowed to leave ukraine because he has three kids mm-hmm. otherwise no man between 18 and 60 is allowed to leave ukraine but if you have three or more kids you are allowed to leave because uh, they suppose uh, the family needs you and the mother is not able to provide in a uh, in a good way for uh, the for three or more kids yes. and if you have three kids you are allowed to leave and th- I met a family like uh, I told you and they um, they have traveled for 36 hours with the three kids and only two plastic bags that was all the luggage they had mm. two plastic bags a teenager and a small uh, a younger kid and the youngest was two months wow they were carrying him um they did not have a stroller or a, a baby system mm. uh, to carry the the, the, the kids um, so we just took them in a car straight to the railway station somebody was waiting them in another city in Romania we took them to a train um, we are very happy that in Romania the refugees don't, do not have to pay for train tickets everything is free for them so right. we take them to the railway station we put them in a train and somebody was waiting for them in the other city and everything Uh, went very smooth but when you see mothers uh, with uh, small uh, babies carrying them for 10 or 20 or 30 or 36 hours uh, it breaks your heart it's yeah. so sad absolutely and as you said uh, from um, uh, western of Ukraine you know there is not such as bad right now but uh, they are still having family all around in Ukraine and they uh, obviously they will be terrified about what's happening uh, particularly down south or in the eastern part there now also yeah. I just want to touch very briefly because um, we'll talk maybe tomorrow with uh, um, Dan Robinson now I you just uh, mentioned to me before we went on air that Dan enter into Ukraine with a convoy with uh, some help there for uh, yes. people in in Ukraine. Was that more like in the western part, just from your border there? Yes, it was around 100 kilometers uh, inside Ukraine, Mm. but it was the western part, uh, and I'm telling you why. Uh, Many convoys are uh, concentrated into the uh, war area, Mm -hmm. but Less people think of those that live in the western side of Ukraine and that are hosting refugees coming from the war zones. Right. So uh, they have refugees there that are not crossing in Romania. They are still staying there. And those families barely made it from one day to another. And uh, they have to host 10, 20, 30 The case, uh, uh, probably Dan Robinson will tell you uh, tomorrow or when he will be able to, to talk to you. Uh, they have around 30 person, 30 refugees. They have, and the families from the Western side, they had to provide for them. Yes. And 
as I told you, they barely made it, uh, made it for, from one day to another uh, for their family. So yeah. we have decided to take care of them too, because they are doing an amazing job taking care of their own, but their resources are getting so low that they, they cannot afford to buy food anymore. Yes. So we, uh, we bought some food. Um, some, uh, uh, they gave us a list actually. They gave mm. us a list with the things that they need. What they need. Yeah. They were not greedy, just basic stuff. They asked for basic stuff. They, this is what we really appreciated. They didn't, w- w- they didn't, uh, ask for expensive stuff. They just w- mm. went, asked for tomato juice, mm. pastas, flour, oil, sugar, rice. So basic, so they can, uh, they can cook. And, uh, Dan Robinson went out with another colleague of mine, uh, and three guys from from, uh, from UK, they crossed the border yesterday. Uh, they returned like uh, eight hours ago uh, from Ukraine, and uh, they told us the way uh, he, they were received there and how happy the people were because they received food, yeah. basic stuff, basic food. But I'm not going to tell you more. I leave yeah. uh, to them to. Yes, Christy, uh, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, our time it's uh, it's short, but we'll love to hear you more and more. And thank you for yourself coordinating um, this uh, there on the border and your team uh, working uh, day and night and also leaving your families behind and provide for these people. It's an amazing job you do there and we are praying for you guys that you will be strengthened, you know, you will be protected also. And also I want to mention to our listener uh, right now that you are working also under the uh, ADRA agency, which is a worldwide well-known agency, uh, Adventist Development and Relief Agency. And uh, if you want to donate uh, uh, through ADRA, there is already an account for uh, Ukraine, uh, but just yeah, just get on um, adra.org uh, I believe is, and yeah. um, uh, support these people in Ukraine and, and those volunteers, you know, pray for them because they make a difference for those people who are crossing the borders and uh, they left everything behind. Uh, Christy, Thank you so much for uh, sharing with us. I know that you have uh, less sleep, you know, these days, but may God bless you and uh, um, yeah, keep you strong there with all the community in Romania and all other countries around, like in Hungary and uh, Poland, because you really, you are angels from heaven, as I heard about another um, uh, yeah, last time. broadcast. Yeah. Uh, Mm. Uh, I just realized uh, I was uh, thinking about it last night that I'm uh, I'm a guest in my own house. Uh, I uh, barely made it home to take a shower, take a short sleep and see my kids. But we are so happy when we see the families that are are so uh, happy them too, uh, to find someone who helped them. And that gives us satisfaction and strength and power to go forward. May it's God, in their eyes may God bless you and we'll pray during the this program we'll pray for you also and uh, I know you Thank pray you. for all those people may God bless you yes. looking forward to uh, to chat with you again uh, next time have sure. a good rest yeah, thank you thank you this program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio 
Uh, that was uh, Christy Dorgo from uh, Romania on the border with Ukraine with his team uh, um, with Adra and uh, helping people, helping with everything what they can, putting everything, uh, you know, at exchange there, uh, leaving their families behind and uh, serving those people in need. And what a Christ-like um, experience is. I think this is what it is, uh, Christianity, Helen, is it? Absolutely. It, but it does remind me that I think here in Australia we take so much for granted. Mm. Even though we may have here, Helen, uh, issues, you know, and uh, uh, hard times, uh, thinking right now of the people in the uh, flooding area in New South Wales and probably even in Queensland, still uh, still a bit of problem there. Uh, we we pray for all those people and we're thinking of them. And a program like this, Helen, is like to think about each other, mm. to pray for each other. And I'm going to invite you dear listener to connect with us and if you like to share a prayer you can do um, right now uh, on air if you like uh, with us just send us a text message please with your um, prayer request or a, a comment a question you may have you need to send a text message on zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one again the number is zero four Double eight, double eight, zero eight, double one, and you can be part of the program with us today. On the same number, we are very happy to give you um, a book, the free offer which we have for this week. It's a wonderful book, and I will come uh, to that just uh, in a few moments. Uh, but right now, I would like to spend uh, just few seconds or, or a minute or so in prayer. Helen, would you like to lead us in prayer? Love to. Thank you. Loving Heavenly Father, Lord, our hearts are broken when we hear of the hardship that people are going through, whether it be in floods or whether it be in the war-torn area. And Lord, we know that it must hurt you even more so. We just pray that your hand will be over all these issues Father, I pray especially for Christy and Dan and the team. I pray that you'll give them the strength to keep going and for their families, Lord, at this time. I pray that they will be able to be influential in helping many, many people. As Christy said, 500 went through. And, Lord, there are many more that are not have not quite reached the border. Please be with them. We cannot imagine the hardship of travelling for 36 hours by foot. You know, with three children, Lord, it's a, that's just heartbreaking. And, Lord, we know that you are still in control and we know these things do happen in this world that we live in. Father, we want you to please also be with those in the flood-torn areas. It has got worse down in New South Wales and there are many families that are affected as well. Lord, we that have not been affected physically or mentally from all these things, I pray, or emotionally, I pray, Lord, that you'll help us to appreciate all that we have and all that we've got. I pray, Lord, that we will be grateful that we are not in the middle of this war-torn area in Ukraine, but in being grateful, Lord, may our, may our, our hearts be lifted up to bring these people to you. And the same, Lord, when may not be in a flood-torn area, Lord, but we ask that you'll help us to be empathetic to these people as well, because, but for your grace, Lord, it could be us. Mm. Father, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you for hearing our prayers on behalf of these people. 
We want to thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers as well. Strengthen, guide, and lead and protect. We pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Helen, thank you so much for uh, that prayer, and um, uh, yeah, may God be with all those people in need. Uh, I just said the, before the prayer and that um, we have a, a very good book to give away uh, today, and uh, that's called The Truth, The Whole Truth, Nothing But The Truth. I believe this is uh, a great book to have in your hands. Is there a place where you can truly find the meaning of life and the path to eternity. Is there a message that contains the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? This book turns to the thousands of pages of the Bible from which so many people have found answers to their most profound questions. The scripture, the most widely distributed book for all time continues to be as true today as when it was written and as vital for our generation as for those in the past. I'm inviting you to send us a text message with the code SA35 and request this uh, beautiful book, The Truth, The Whole Truth, and nothing but the truth. Is, we are. Is yes. that what you're going to do tonight? Is it the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Oh well, uh, that's very, uh, very important, Helen. Because sometimes you know we are surrounded with so much uh, um, fake news, and uh, um, as our question for today is, um, is it arrogant to say Jesus is the only way? You know. We may think sometimes that probably it's arrogant to think in uh, in that way. But in this age of uh, um, fake news, we need to turn to the real source, Amen. to the source where truth can stand. Let me ask you a question, Helen, to uh, to start uh, our, our discussion around this topic. Now, Christians uh, believe Jesus is the only way to heaven. Otherwise, we wouldn't call ourselves Christians. You know, we follow what Jesus says. But does that make them arrogant and narrow-minded? And when I say them, that includes me and you. That's that's exactly right. Well, first of all, let me say it's important to point out that it is not simply a claim that Christians, you or I, are making up, but a belief that's rooted in the words of Jesus and echoed by his disciples. John 14 Verse 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And it's interesting, in Acts 4, verse 12, and I'm going to turn to it in the New Living Translation, um, only because I like the way it puts it, um, in Acts 4, verse 12, and it says here, There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And I think that's very clear that Jesus is saying he he was the only one. Mm. And uh, his disciples upheld that teaching. And so far from being arrogant, Christians are simply holding the claims of the one that they follow. You know, many people do react negatively to the fact that 
there is no other name mm. than that of Jesus. You know, they think, oh, no, 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 to call on for salvation. But yet this is not something that the church decided. It is a specific teaching of Jesus. Right. He made that very, very clear. And if God designated Jesus to be the Savior of the world, no one else can be his equal. You know, Christians need to be open-minded um, on many issues, but not on how we are saved from sin. Mm. There is no other religious teacher, when we look into all other religions, Nick, there is no other religious teacher that could die for our sins. No other religious teacher on earth that, um, as God's only son, no other religious teacher rose from the dead. You know, our focus should be on Jesus. And, um, you know, when you get to know him and you realize that God provided this way to have an eternal relationship, us with him, there is no other way. Mm. I believe that there are very solid, good arguments now to believe that Jesus is the only way mm. uh, to the absolute truth. Yes. Uh, because, yeah, we, we can be... Um, you know, caught into all sorts of uh, interpretations mm. and into even into man's uh, way of uh, um, understanding things. Mm-hmm. And Jesus himself just reminds me that Jesus, he uh, addressed the teachers of the law at that time. And with these words, I'm just quoting, um, saying that, how well did you change the law of God in favor of your own tradition. Mm. And many people and Christians today, they, they have a tradition. They follow a tradition rather than to follow Jesus, which is the only way. Now, let me ask you also, um, Helen. I mean, Jesus uh, says he's the only way mm-hmm. to God, I mean, to salvation. No one comes to the Father except through him. If that is true, Jesus is saying that uh, the only true religion is Christianity and that all other religions are false. Does this make Jesus arrogant? Now let's just stop for a moment and think about that word arrogant. Um, If I was to look in when Jesus went into an upper room, there were 12 disciples and Jesus took a basin and water and he knelt down and washed their feet. Mm. That to me is not the sign of an arrogant person. That to me is the sign of a servant. And I believe that's exactly how Jesus came here. Mm. Um, so in, in relation to that, I would say, no, Jesus was not arrogant. And I do believe that he really is the only way to the Father. But the, the most loving thing that Jesus and his followers can do is to tell people the truth. Yes. And that's what Jesus was saying. There's no point pretending there's lots of way to God if God himself tells us there is only one way, which we just read about. And just before um, the, part, the part that was quoted above, Jesus said he's going to prepare a place for his followers in his father's house. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Mm. So, uh, does Jesus prepare a place for people in heaven or uh, where? Well, he is, but he goes via the cross. And I think mm. that's important to remember. You know, Jesus' death for sinners and resurrection to new life is the way that he makes access to God possible. We need to trust him because Jesus is the only way to God. And it would be unloving not to tell people that truth and also to say, hey, he is preparing a place for us. God wants to dwell with us. 
And he makes that very clear in scripture. And if so, Jesus went through the cross. He went to the tomb and he rose from the tomb and he is with his father now. Mm. You know, preparing that place for you and for me. Mm, wonderful. With no wars, no floods. How exciting. Oh, and you know, I cannot help but just uh, mention this, um, Helen, that uh, when the Bible teaches so plainly, this kind of uh, truth, then I question myself when I look around and I see people twisting around things and understanding different ways. For example, even uh, it's so plain that Jesus said, I'm going to the Father, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Then I will come and I will take you to be with me. And people still believe that the place is prepared here on this earth. Mm. You know, it's so clear. And I'm not going into uh, theologically, you know, to debate uh, that aspect right now. But what, when Jesus says something like that, we need to believe him and his words as he says it, mm. rather than try to twist it around and interpret uh, in, in our own way. Let me just say, um, Nick, in reference to what you were talking about, I think, first of all, people need to come to know who he is, mm, mm. you know, and and we can know through his scripture, through his Bible, but there are many people that don't believe in the Bible, as I was. Mm. And um, I think I mentioned this before, when I looked into the prophecies that Daniel was speaking about and Revelation in conjunction with it, it blew my mind away. And I thought, there has to be a God. Yeah, No one could predict as accurately the things that were going to happen, and history has proven they've happened, right down to even people's names. I think it was Cyrus was mentioned, some something like 500 years before he was born, you know, and there are so many prophecies that have come true. Once you grasp that, you realize this word is true, and then we can take Jesus at his word. Mm. And let's um, address also a question like in, in this way. What if God did not provide any way to him. Okay, well, I don't believe that would be a loving God. Mm. <laughs> As we know, it, it would be intolerant and arrogant, really, saying, oh, I'm not going to provide a place for you or a way for you. But he has provided a way to him, and that way is Jesus Christ. You know, the fact that one way is available and that we can choose to accept it or reject it means that God has given us actually two options, mm. Nick. It's time for us to deny ourselves, including any possible arrogance that we might have, take up our cross and follow Christ. We need to surrender our desires to the commitment to truth. And we are blessed that a way of restoration to God has been provided, even if there is only one way. There is still a way. Right. And this way is available to all who wish to be humble and not arrogant, you know, very claim that they complain about and accept their brokenness and the way that was provided by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And again, I cannot help but just uh, uh, reiterate or emphasize on the fact that, you know, when uh, God says that he created the whole world, he was part of this. And even with the sin coming into the picture, he he still even more involved, you know, and uh, through Jesus Christ to, to take us back because uh, it's very popular these days, uh, theistic evolution, Helen. Oh, when when people mm. just believe that God created things and left it there and said, okay, you are on your own way, you're on, on your own. Mm. But it's not like that. God is part of our life every moment. In Scripture, he even says that um, before the foundation of the world, 
this was put in place. Mm, mm. You know, when he saw what was going to happen, he made provision way, way back then. Absolutely. Helen, I'm going to take a short break here and uh, we'll be back um, uh, after the song which I prepared for uh, our listeners and for ourselves here. Uh, But just I wanted to mention the offer which we have for today. It's a wonderful book called The Truth, The Whole Truth and Nothing But The Truth. You'll love this book. It's by uh, George Knight, a very well-known uh, author. Now, this book is yours, my dear listener. You just need to send a text message to us uh, by uh, the code SA35. If you put SA35, no space in between, uh, this will come to you. And our uh, friendly robot will ask you a couple of questions there. It will be free. And it will be free, no, no obligation. obligation. <laughs> <laughs> You're learning my uh, <laughs> sayings now, Helen. Mm-hmm. But hey, here's the beautiful uh, song, The Way He Loves Me, by Kate Hollingsworth. I think I say it correctly. If not, she'll forgive me. Well, I like the way he loves me I enjoy the freedom he gave to me And I delight in his presence as he sings over me Welcome back to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and uh, Helen Gray here in the studio in uh, Adelaide, South Australia. 
I am a bit slow today, uh, Helen, but uh, uh, we are glad that we can be together and uh, talk about uh, this um, uh, topic, general topic, which we have for the whole week, truth in the age of fake news. And I love the question which we have for today, uh, Helen. Is it arrogant to say Jesus is the only way? Oh, I love the song, you know, uh, um, beautifully sang, you know, that Jesus loves us so much and would want to love him back mm-hmm. because he's the only way to take us through, even through all the things which we are going in life. And what a time we live in, Helen. Amen. With, uh, mm-hmm. with so much going on. But, uh, you know, the disciples would have loved to live in these days. Mm. The prophets of the Bible now is not easy because we are under the attack. Unfortunately, the people in Ukraine, they are really under the, the shells of the bombs. They are under attack. But every day, Helen, we are under the attack of the enemy. Mm-hmm. The enemy of our souls for which Jesus paid so heavily with his own blood. Yeah. That's what I believe he's the only way. He's the only way. And he's not arrogant to say that Jesus is the only way. My dear friend, uh, um, don't waste time. Don't waste time. I don't know for how long this world will still go with the things going on, but we can put ourselves right with God now. Scripture says now is the day of salvation. Yes. And, and I will continue on that. If you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your heart. Right. Today is the time to give your heart to God. Yes. I'd like to thank our uh, listeners for uh, requesting the um, free offer which we have. And uh, Lucy and uh, Marge, thank you for uh, listening to us and requesting that book. You'll really enjoy it, uh, I believe. Share with us when you'll have it in your hands and you'll uh, read it. But again, uh, we have available this book uh, for you, dear listener. You just need to send us a text message with the uh, code SA35. The book is called The Truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth by George Knight. Helen, time is uh, galloping here. It's going fast, but let me uh, come back a little bit and maybe ask you another question. Many people have um, uh, criticized Christianity and believers in Jesus Christ as being too narrow-minded because we preach that Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation. Now, they point to the numerous other religions of the world and say, how can your way be the only way? What would you say in regard to this question? One of the answers to this question is that Jesus declared himself declared he was in fact God in the flesh in John 10:30 he said I and the father are one and he who has seen me has seen the father Jesus did not give Christians any other option but to preach that it is only through faith in his sacrificial death on Calvary that we can receive salvation from our sins Jesus told him I am the way the truth and the life no one can come to the father except through me And Jesus also claimed to be God, 
we have to judge his statements about himself as either true or false. Mm. As you get to know him, you will realize that he was speaking truth. In fact, when he said these things, the Pharisees wanted to stone him for blasphemy. Yes. But I I remember the great British writer C.S. Lewis. He explained in his well-known book, Mere Christianity, a man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He'd either be a lunatic on a level with a man who says he's a poached egg, or else he'd be the devil of, of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come up with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher only. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. So Jesus was actually either a madman, a liar, a myth, or he really was and is the Son of God. Mm, that's so so true, and very deep words there by uh, C.S. Lewis. Mm. And and Helen, some people believe that uh, all the religions in the world are basically the same. Uh, we dealt with that in the previous program a little bit also. And by the way, if you miss some of the programs, don't hesitate to go on our website, faithfm.com.au, or even better, download the free app Faith FM Australia and enjoy every single program and you can go back uh, on demand as you as you like. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say, uh, Helen, to to the question I ask uh, that some people believe that all the religions in the world are basically the same? Well, I believe that simply isn't true. Uh, Christians, Jews and Muslims believe in a personal God who has revealed himself to mankind. But Buddhists and Hindus believe God is impersonal and unknowable. But God can't be both personal and impersonal. Both concepts can't be dis- can't be correct. Christianity is also different from all other religions in the world in one other vitally important concept, the mm. idea that God reached out to man to save him because man was helpless to save himself. Mm. Every other religion in the world is based on man's efforts to reach God, and these world religions teach that man must somehow do righteous deeds or perform religious service in order to become good enough for salvation. In uh, order to be saved, a person maybe need to pray a certain number of times in a certain manner facing a certain direction, or he must wear a particular type of religious garment, or he must visit a certain religious shrine Mm. or temple, or he must worship in a particular way. Some religions, they even require sacrifice and even the infliction of pain upon a believer in order to become holy in the sight of God. And some extreme religions require adherents to beat themselves with whips or rods to show their devotion to God. Some require pilgrims to crawl on their knees in a certain distance in prayer in order to earn righteous Mm. points with God. And some religions require worship on Friday, others on Saturday, others on Sunday. I am not downing any religion. I'm just saying here are the differences. But in all of this, the striving after righteousness is based on the religious activity of the man or the woman. And in every other religious system besides Christianity, a spiritual scale hangs over the head of the individual. With all of the sins they've committed on one side, and all of their righteous deeds on the other. Mm. And sadly, some Christians think that as well. 
The person never knows whether they've been good enough or prayed enough or worked hard enough to earn the righteous points needed to counter their own sins. But the Christian Bible teaches that man is a sinner and could never, ever earn salvation by what he or she said. In fact, as the scriptures say in Romans 3 verse 10, it says, No one is righteous, not even one. And in Romans 3.23, Nick, it says, For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. And again in Isaiah 64, it says, We are all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Mm. You know, the Apostle Paul, one of my favorite writers, he makes it very clear that salvation is available only through the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made when he carried the sins of the world on the cross. For God made Christ? No. Christ never sinned to be the he made God made him though the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Jesus never sinned, so he was the only one who could pay the price and carry the sins of all people who ever lived upon himself on the cross. He was the sacrificial lamb who took upon himself the sin of the people. And this salvation comes only through the grace of God toward man. And we can only receive it by faith, not by any deed that we could ever do. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 is very clear. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any should boast. Amen. You know, if you're given a gift, it's not the time to turn around and say, well, how much do I owe you? Mm. Because it's a gift mm. given from the heart, a heart of love. And it's the same with God. No matter how good you are, no matter how religious you are, no matter what you do for God, you can never be good enough or holy enough to earn salvation. Any plan of salvation that is based on the efforts of man is doomed for failure. But the Bible tells us that salvation has based, sorry, has been made available to us mm. because Jesus came to earth and bore our sins on the cross. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You and I are the whoever. All our listeners are the whoever. Yes. You know, so we could say in there, God so loved you. Mm. Nick, that mm. he gave his only begotten son, that Nick, believing in him, should not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah. And it goes for the name of all our listeners. All we need to do, we need to believe and receive what Jesus did to bring salvation to us. God has given us the grace to receive salvation, and all we have to do is open the door by faith. The Absolutely. other thing that I might add, too, is that of all the people that people worship, Whatever their religion is, Jesus is the only one that has the empty tomb. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, when that's so true. It. So true. Yeah. And you know, you shared, uh, Helen, about the grace of God, and that that's uh, freely given. Now, let's not believe for one moment that that hasn't cost anything, mm. because every single gift which is given to us and we receive costs something and maybe for some people even a small small gift it can cost a lot for yeah. the person who's yeah. giving it but in this case it costed god his only begotten son it costed jesus life cost jesus everything he could have uh, you know when he came on this earth and to live like one of us to show that you know he is uh, able to go through all this uh, mm. terrible um, problem of sin, you know, he could have lose himself, eternity. Mm. Mm. 
Mm. That's uh, mind gumbling to think of yes. just that. Yeah. But today, as we are asking this uh, uh, this question, um, my dear listener, again, I'm I'm just appealing to you. You know, we asking this question: Is it arrogant to say Jesus is the only way? Can I just add there when you think of the word grace? And um, someone came up with an acrostic on that one day and said, God's riches at Christ's expense. Mm, mm, mm. Totally, totally. It's, you know, people, if you don't understand what grace is, it's very sad. Um, I know I had an incident where I think I shared it on air where I was pulled up because I went through a stop sign and I didn't see the stop sign. I'd been down that road many times and I said to them, well, if I've done the the crime, I need to pay the fine. Mm. And I was a little bit horrified. But anyway, I got chatting away and I and and it was really interesting because when they wrote me a ticket, they wrote across it. That it was just a warning. Wow. They gave me grace. I didn't have to pay. And that was just astounding. I wasn't expecting it. Mm. And it's the same with God. You know, he's written across our account, not guilty. Right. You know, by believing in him. Oh, wow. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful too. I, I've been in that position quite yeah. a few times, even here in Australia, but even back home. Hey, uh, time is um, almost gone, but um, I, I like to mention again the offer which we have for today because it's a wonderful book. And by the way, thank um, uh, Ismay, I think you say it that way, uh, for uh, requesting this book. It's uh, The book is called The Truth, The Whole Truth. And nothing but the truth. You can request this book by sending us a text message with the code SA35. And this book is yours. Helen, let me see if in two minutes we can uh, bring it a little bit together. Because we ask this uh, um, question, is it arrogant to say Jesus Jesus is the only way? What would you uh, just say to, to, to finish off today? Well, I'd have to say I do not believe it is arrogant. Far from being arrogant, Christians are simply upholding the claims of the one that they follow. Therefore, the question becomes, are there good reasons to follow Jesus? Are there good reasons to be a Christian? Why it's not arrogant is because that's the truth, Mm. the whole truth. And nothing but the truth. Amen. Amen for that. And, um, yeah, thank you for uh, sharing uh, today, uh, Helen. And um, for those of you uh, listeners, maybe you missed some of the first part. We have uh, a guest from Romania on the border uh, with Ukraine share with us. And I'm inviting you to join us tomorrow because we'll have uh, uh, again... um, a guest from uh, that part of the world sharing with us how they went in Ukraine and uh, what they found there in Ukraine with all the suffering going on there. Don't miss that um, uh, program uh, tomorrow. Uh, And um, while I'm mentioning about the program tomorrow, it's um, uh, a wonderful question to ask again. And I'm going to have Tracy with me tomorrow here in the studio. We'll ask this question is just Jesus enough? 
what a question we have for tomorrow and uh, looking forward to um, to hear uh, what Tracy is uh, prepared uh, to share with us and uh, again my dear listener you can be part of these programs again I'm emphasize on that you just need to send us a text message don't be shy you you can send a text message to the same number 04888080811 with a question a comment a prayer request maybe and by the way I should say this one Here in Adelaide, I receive a call from um, the priest of the Orthodox Church, Ukrainian Orthodox Church, and they're asking if we could pray for the people in Ukraine. And on Sunday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon in Victoria Square, they are going to meet together the Ukrainian people there to pray. If you have a spare time, please join um, the Ukrainian people in Victoria Square Sunday at uh, 3 p.m. And uh, yeah, just lift up those people of Ukraine in prayer. Now, before we finishing today, would like to pray here on air uh, again. Helen, I asked you to pray before and I'm asking to, to pray again. You know, I know you're pointing to me and uh, I will um, close with a short prayer after you say a few words. Okay, that's fine. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you again. We thank you for the multitude of blessings that you pour out on each person. Even if we don't acknowledge it, Lord, you you care for us. You cared enough for us to allow your son to come and die on that horrible cross to to experience all of the daggers that Satan, mm-hmm. Satan gave to him. Lord, um, Satan was influencing even the, the religious leaders of the day. And Lord, we just know how humble Jesus was, but he has made the way open for us. When he raised up from that tomb, death was conquered. Yes. And we thank you for that. We thank you for preparing a place for us. Amen. And, and Lord, again, while we're on this earth, we just ask that you will... Be with the people in Ukraine. Be with the people that are going through these um, floods. Be with people, Lord, as they're going through their individual problems and challenges. Help them to know that you do care. You didn't just create and walk away. You care. You even know the very hairs on our heads are numbered. Mm. And we thank you. We thank you for loving us so much. And we thank you for the grace that you've extended to each one of us, the opportunity of accepting this wonderful, wonderful gift of eternal life that you have given to us, that you've made the way for us. Thank you for preparing a home for us to go into. And thank you, Lord, that very soon you're going to come in those clouds. And I pray that none will be missing. I pray, Lord, that any of our listeners that are listening now, that their hearts will be touched mightily Mm. to give their lives completely to you and to follow you and to trust you. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I just want to support uh, Helen's prayer and uh, many of the prayers lifted up, uh, uh, maybe even silently there um, from our listeners. Uh, uh, you, dear God, uh, know everything was going on and uh, you will answer in accordance with your will. Please put your comforting hands around every single person who's struggling today from one reason or the other and most of all be with those people in suffering in Ukraine here in Australia also because of the floods and all around the world we may not know all the news because every day is just breaking news I pray dear father in heaven as you are a loving God and a long-suffering God with each one of us your mercy to be with us as we still live on this earth I pray in Jesus name 
Amen. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. of the rain.